Welcome to the Confluence Investment Management Bi-Weekly Asset Allocation Report for October 17th, 2022. Where are bond deals headed? And what does this mean for bond investors? I'm Phil Adler. Confluence Investment Management Chief Market Strategist Bill O'Grady joins us to help us make sense of the current bond market. Bill, the yield on the benchmark 10-year Treasury has been rising as the Fed increases rates. Is the current yield in line with what you estimate it should be? No, it's not. The current yield is well below our model estimate, which is around 4.5%. Mostly, the current yield isn't reflecting the current level of Fed funds. What's keeping the yield from meeting your model estimate? Most likely, it's recession fears. One of the most reliable indicators of recession is the yield curve. When short-term rates rise above long-term rates, it usually signals that a recession is on the horizon. That's exactly what's happening now. If the yield curve were more normally sloped, we'd be closer to the model forecast. Do you think the yield is embarking on a new long-term rising trend? I do. Long-term trends are often called secular trends. It generally means the overall direction of travel for the market. Since the early 1980s, long-term interest rates have generally trended lower. We think that the trend is now shifting to steadily higher, perhaps for the next few decades. Bill, just how dramatic a change is this, historically speaking? Well, it's a big deal. The previous period of rising yields ran from World War II to around 1980. These are multi-decade trends that affect how financial markets operate. In a sense, the whole structure of the financial system changes based upon the trend of long-term treasury yields. But wouldn't a recession keep a lid on rising yields? Why, yes, it would. And in fact, it's not unusual for the model estimate to run higher than the actual rate during recessions. But that doesn't negate the issue of the secular change in trend. Yields may fall in a recession, but the key point is they won't make new lows. It's been a rough year for bond investors who might have expected better as the stock market fell. Some are questioning the assumption that a 60-40 split between stocks and bonds is appropriate for many long-term investors. Do you? Yes. We think that the correlations between stocks and bonds are inverting. For most of this century, on a three-year rolling basis, the returns on stocks and bonds have been inversely correlated. However, that relationship flipped in August. We think the new portfolio is 60% stocks, 25% fixed income, 15% commodities, because inflation will become more systemic. Now, for investors who have sat on their bond investments and seen them decline during the past few months, what's your recommendation? Is it, is it time to take any action? Well, shorter duration fixed income is offering much higher yields without the exposure to duration that longer dated bonds entail. Thus, moving to shorter duration, which are carrying higher yields, makes sense. Investors who are retired and seek income might welcome higher yields, generally speaking, because every investor is unique. What's your recommendation for the investor who might be contemplating a new investment in bonds? Well, we think taking credit risk is better than duration risk, so high yield is attractive, but long bonds less so, except as an event hedge. For example, if something goes haywire in Ukraine, long-duration treasuries still have utility. Bill, do you see any common themes in how bond mutual fund managers have reacted to the current market? Well, actually, not really. Low inflation has been around for a while. Old habits are just simply hard to break. What actions regarding bonds has Confluence Investment Management taken in your model portfolios? 
Well, we are in the process of rebalancing portfolios now, so I can't quite speak specifically yet. But the general direction of shortening maturities is the theme. And one way we manage this risk is with bond laddering. We own ETFs with a specific target date maturity. Just like bonds, when they approach expiration, they tend to converge to par. These ladders have been in place for several years as we have anticipated a higher inflation environment. Are there opportunities right now in the broader fixed income market that stand out? Well, yeah, there are. In, in credit, we have been coming around to the idea that the expansion hasn't been long enough to lead to deteriorating lending standards. We have noticed in the last three expansions, the search for yield has tended to lead to weaker lending standards and thus spikes in credit spreads occur during recessions. In an inflationary environment, expansions tend to be shorter and thus they won't last long enough to trigger bad behavior by lenders. Thus, while credit spreads haven't widened to levels we would normally expect in near recessionary conditions, credit is attractive because quality is much better. Bill, as we close, could you... Simply sum up your short and long-term predictions for the bond market. Well, we think the yield curve will remain inverted in the short run and will likely hold down long-duration yields, but over time, we do expect them to steadily rise. Thank you, Bill. Our discussion today is based upon sources and data believed to be accurate and reliable. Be aware that opinions and forward-looking statements expressed are subject to change without notice, and this information does not constitute a solicitation or an offer to buy or sell any security. Our engineer is Dane Stoll. I'm Phil Amber.